Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Well, praise the Lord, glory to God. I want you to look at this in James 4 and 8. I put it in the message, and I like it. We've been talking... Um, Man, Sunday, we we really seen the Holy Spirit move. Um, I I I put a I put a I put a uh, a question out there about your relationship with the Holy Ghost, and I prayed about this um, Tuesday. It would be Tuesday before Sunday. Yeah, I prayed about this the Monday and Tuesday before Sunday sermon about really going after the Holy Ghost. And I want to explain this. You know, I said, like, when you start talking about the Holy Spirit and we start talking about praying in tongues and we start talking about going another level of faith, sometimes people just don't understand it. And, and, and I understand that. And sometimes because of that, it becomes a, um, a topic which they're uncomfortable with. So when you bring it up, sometimes you think a message would be received greater and and sometimes it's not so should be but it's not so i'm very sensitive to how i present these things to you not and you know it's funny not not because i I'm, I'm 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 worried about um let me say it like this i know what i'm telling you is the truth the question is can you handle the truth you know what i mean I don't bring somebody in here, first day they're here, and just, you know, hit them full force with everything. Sometimes it becomes overwhelming. Now, it would not overwhelm me, but some people need to do things in stages. I understand that. I'm, you know, I get that. So I'm very sensitive to hear heaven about your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And Monday and Tuesday of the earlier in the week, I really was like, God, is it time? And God, without a shadow of a doubt, said, if you do not equip them, there's things in this year they're not going to see. Hands down, I went for it. So Sunday, we've seen a bunch of people get filled with the Holy Ghost, as you can get filled with the Holy Ghost if you're not. I'm going to take into consideration you might not be filled, but I'm going to talk to you as you were filled, because here are the benefits of the Spirit. Now, if 2024 is going to, we're preaching your best life now, we're preaching fast and pray. We're preaching give. We're preaching all this stuff we're preaching for this month. You're going to need the Holy Spirit. James 4.8 says what? Say a quiet yes to God. You're going to like this, man. In the message, I think I like it. It says, say a quiet yes to God, right? Right? Kind of like thing. It says, so let God work. See it? Say a quiet yes to God, and he'll be there right? In no time. So that's like draw near. Say, say yes, God, I need you, right? Quit dabbling in sin, purify your inner life, and quit playing the field. You know what I mean? He's like saying this, like, man, draw not to God and stop coming in and out. Stop going back and forth. Stay close to God. And these scriptures, I'm going to go over these scriptures. I gave you some of these Sunday, and I wanted to go back over because sometimes I got, you know, Sunday only got like I don't have that much time. Kind of hits, you know? So 
I want you to look at this. I like it in the Amplified Classic, you know, the plus one I use. John 14, 15. Why is the Holy Spirit so important in my life for this and every year of my life? Okay? So you might be asking, like, when you were talking about receiving the Holy Spirit, having the Holy Spirit, getting filled with the Holy Spirit, man, why do I need this stuff? Okay? What what am I what am I what am I um what am I not benefiting not being filled? What benefit is it to be filled? And what do I really need to understand as I'm stepping into this journey with God? The first and foremost thing you and I need to understand is that the present day ministry of God to his people in the earth is through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So you could say God did his thing, like if you had a label in your head. God created the heavens and the earth. God sent Jesus to the earth. Jesus leaves the earth, and God sends the Holy Spirit. So we live in the dispensation of time as a believer present-day believer on the earth right now in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. With that being said and understood, that means the church's relationship, if you're going to have a relationship with God right now, 2024, it's going to be through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The person of God in the earth today is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that when we get born again, we receive the Holy Spirit. But then the act of grace after that is getting filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of praying in unknown tongues. Now, I, I could talk about spirit life, and I think I'm going to wind up probably doing a series about this um, soon. So I just want to talk to you tonight, kind of re reconnect some things I said Sunday, because some of you out there might be, and you might be watching this 30 years from the time I preach it and go, I don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm telling you, you need to receive the Holy Spirit, okay? There's tons of great resources out there. We wrote The Champion Within. The book is there. We have a lot of great resources. I, I'm probably going to revisit that whole series this year because we've got a lot of new believers, um, and we need to revisit. So let's start this thing going. We'll see how far we get. And everybody just takes slow steps and strides. John 14, 15, Amplify Classic. Love it. If you really love me, you will keep or basically obey my commands. Wow. And I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. That word comforter is who the Holy Spirit is. He is a comforter. He is a counselor. Just like you would go to a physical counselor, he will counsel you. Helper, like you, you know, I don't know about you, but like you ever try to pick something just the other day I was, um, I was at the house and, um, they were doing something and I was like, Hey, somebody was carrying it by themselves. I said, what do you got to carry it by yourself for? I'm here. I grabbed the board. So, you know what I mean? So it was a helper, right? I'm not the doer. I'm a helper. I don't know what's going on. I could help though. How many needs, how many, how many need some comfort, right? How many need a counselor sometimes just to talk things through with how many you could use a helper? Oh my God. Every day, right? 
He's an intercessor. That means, so let me go slow. He comforts you when you need to be comforted. He communes with you through counsel when you need counsel. He helps you when you need help. He is an intercessor. Intercessor is the person who stands in the gap for another through the position and posture of prayer. He's interceding for you. He is also an advocate. I'm going to explain all these. He's, he's, on your, he's working your case. He's on your behalf. He's a strengthener. Gives you strength when you feel weak. How many of you ever been there? Right? Somebody was like, somebody I got yesterday, um, they're fasting. You know what I mean? And, and they, got, they got to the point now where, you know, like, hey, I'm going to take a couple liquid days. You know, I'm doing liquid fast. And they were just like, dude, this thing's for the birds, man. You know, they're like, can I, you know, and people were like, can I get out of this? I'm like, yeah, I wish we could all get out of it. But you know what I'm saying? Your flesh just gets weak. So it's, it, becomes, it becomes a little harder, you know. So they're like, oh, my God, man. This is like, I guess there's like, they're doing like a day or two of liquid. And, and uh, you know, they're drinking, you know, you, use your head. Don't, don't go extremist. Make sure you're praying. But they made me laugh. Because they're like, man, this stinks. You know what I mean? And I'm like, how many you can use a strengthener right about now? You know, like, get, let me get the strength. A couple more days, you could finish, man. Social media. Somebody asked me about social media. They're like, hey, they were, they, they made me laugh. They're like, hey, can I just go in a, can I, <laughs> can I just go on for like, would it be blowing it if I go on for a couple hours? I'm like, oh, you pray about it. You know what I mean? It's like, would it be blowing it if I, you know, just, just scroll a little bit? You know, your flesh is funny, right? Like, oh, I'm missing maybe something important or, oh, you know. You never thought about, you never thought about taking care of yourself and then all of a sudden you start fasting. Now you're like, oh, you know, I got to get my daily intake of, you know, cake or whatever it is. Stop. He's a standby, right? And he may remain with you forever, right? So you're seeing the, the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. This is who he is. Okay? So, he's the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. He says, welcome that and take this to heart. What's that? Because you don't see him or know him or recognize him, but you know and recognize him for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. What he's saying is the world doesn't understand this stuff. So now I have to help you here. The reason why there's such a disconnect in the body of Christ with the Holy Spirit and praying in the Spirit is because of this very reason. People outside of the kingdom, and even some people within the, the kingdom of heaven, cannot see sometimes the the understanding, the benefit, the variety, the function of the things of God. Therefore, instead of being um, students of the Word of God and an understander of the Word of God, we disregard it because we take natural human wisdom. And that is what he's saying. He's saying the spirit of truth, who is the Holy Spirit, a lot of people in the world are not going to receive. That's the Holy Spirit. 
And a lot of people in the church are going to reject because they don't understand it. Because you got to realize something when the Holy Spirit is spoken about. When you start becoming the Spirit-filled Christian that you're called to be, your whole life is surrendered. And a lot of times, um, people don't want to go down that lane because what they don't understand, they they kind of um, they kind of don't venture out into. But you need to venture out into this. Because look what he says in verse 18. He goes on. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I, I will not leave. Have you ever felt comfortless like nobody could comfort you? God can. Have you ever felt so desolate like you feel like you're on an island all by yourself? God understands. Have you ever been so bereaved you just almost feel like you, you can't even get beyond grief and you're just broken? God knows. Forlorn, helpless, right? Helpless, hopeless. He said, I'll come back to you. Just a little while now, the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me because I live, you will live also. Is that how, see, because he's saying, I'm going to come live in you. You know, this is the big thing, right? We all have to have a born again experience. You ever, you ever see these people? You know, they all, I was born like this. He's born like this people. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was born like this. Well, then go oh, we'll go get born again, and you don't have to be like that no more. Everybody needs to go get born again. You know what I mean? So if you think you've been born wacky, or you've been born a certain way, or you think you've been born, you know, and we come to you with the gospel, get born again. Do it all over again, but do it right. Do it with Jesus. At that, you know, so you got to understand this. Man, he's going to make himself known to you. Okay, so look at this. Look at look at John 16, 7. Amplified's great. Classic's good. John 16, 7. Checking our time. Looking good. Praise the Lord. Right? It says, however, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say it's profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. So here's Jesus saying, man, when I go, it's going to get good. Why? Because I'm going to send you. But if I do not go away, the Holy Spirit is the, here it is again, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby will not come into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I'll send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. You know how close? He's living in you. So now we got to ask this question. Why, why did he give me these these unknown tongues? You know what I mean? They're, 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 uh, it's important to ask that question, okay? And what you have to understand is the more you start diving in the word of God, and you gotta, you're going to have to trust somebody here. You know, you can't trust. Uh, I had a lady one time. Um, she was a, she waited. She, she didn't get filled with the Holy Ghost for 12 years. She went to some church. And uh, the church's doctrine was wrong. And she never thought she can get it. And she did. And she literally, I watched, I got her filled with the Holy Ghost because I was, I, I was tired of this poor lady suffering. Like, went to all this church stuff. And she got filled. She waited for 12 years. And she got filled in two, I, maybe a minute. I'm serious, dude. It was wild. I said, maybe a minute. 
Because I said, no, I said, the Bible says, lay hands, Acts 19, you'll see it in the word of God, lay hands upon them. Have you even heard? They said, we even heard. He said, well, then what were you baptized? You know, we're not going to go there because of time's sake, but you, I'll, I'll preach this to everybody soon. He said, I talked a little bit about it Sunday. He said, well, then what were you baptized? He said, we were baptized into John's baptism. He said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He said, but you, you've never received the Holy Ghost. He said, we ain't even heard of no Holy Ghost. How are we going to get a Holy Ghost? We ain't even never heard of no Holy Ghost. And he said, then what were you baptized by? It was just John's baptism. That was his baptism of repentance. Right? But I'm talking about you. It's about the born again experience. So they didn't just repent. They got born again. He got them born again. And this is what he said to him. He said, he said, when I lay my hands on you, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you're going to pray. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, go slow. What do you mean the Holy Ghost is going to come upon me? I'm going to pray. Well, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you ain't got no other option but to pray. Now, you don't have to pray, right? And the Bible says in Acts 19 that when he laid his hands upon them, they spoke. See, there's a big problem. Everybody's expecting God to do the speaking. Now, you got to take the step of faith and do the speaking. But it sounds like when I'm praying, I sound like a baby. I'm praying. The kids were, it was funny, uh, uh, Saturday we had prayer, you know, we came for prayer and, um, kids were in the car and, um, they're like, you sound like, you, you sound like your tongues. They told me, they said, you sound like your tongues. It sounds like you talking like you normally talk. So what they could, they've, they, they're obviously I got the mic on. So what they're, what they got in their understanding was this, the way I talk like this is the way I was talking in tongues. I said, exactly. I said, because my spirit is getting it. It's me. I'm doing the praying, not God. If you don't do the prayer, you know why people don't get filled with the Holy Ghost? They don't pray. The praying's not on God. The praying's on you. If you've had a hard time praying in the Holy Ghost, you just haven't built up enough faith to take the step and go, you don't open your mouth and just sit there like, hey, God, go ahead, take over. You don't do that driving a car, do you? Let's hope not. Right? Let's hope you don't do that flying. I got buddies, they fly planes. Let's hope you don't do that flying a plane. Take over Holy Ghost. Autopilot. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about pushing buttons. I'm talking about <laughs> you just winging it, you know? You know, you ain't riding no bike, right? You're like, hey, you know, close my eyes. Take over Holy Ghost. You don't do that anywhere. I like to do that with my golf game. You just close my eyes, take over, Holy Ghost, and the ball just goes where I tell it to go, but that ain't working. Right? So I got to do the praying. So if people are not getting filled with the Holy Ghost, it's not because the Holy Ghost isn't for today. And I don't want to pressure none of you. Some of you ain't been in the right place. I'll get you filled. I'll get everybody filled. I'll get America filled with the Holy Ghost. That's my mission. You know, I was telling the media team here, um, you know, you know, and I was like, man, you guys are awesome. But... I'm like, our mission is to get the earth filled with the Holy Ghost. Man, that's my job. That's what I want to do. 2024, I want to get everybody filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to get the earth filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to get everybody saved. Get everybody saved that ain't saved and get everybody filled with the Holy Ghost that's not filled with the Holy Ghost and let them start their journey with God. That's my, that's my calling. That's what I'm going to do. So getting back to this. So... In my Christian walk, so I asked the Lord this. I said, 
what's the benefit for these guys to understand? Because if they don't see the benefit, I don't think they're going to do it or want it. And the Lord took me back to he's the he he, he got me with this one, man. He and we're going to go to that. We're going to go to that. Uh, First Corinthians. Did I give you that First Corinthians fourteen, King James? Let's go there real quick. First Corinthians fourteen, King James is great. And we could say we'll start with verse two. Right now, this will make sense. And then I'm going to give you this thing, and we're going to probably talk about this for the whole month. Knowing me, First Corinthians fourteen, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men. But unto God, for no man understandeth him, howbeit in his spirit he speaks mysteries. Now stop right there. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue. Now the unknown tongue does not mean it's not a language. It's just a language unknown to us. So it's words. These words are unknown to us. And only one time in my life... um. Well, twice, somebody last year came to me and said, you said some things in Spanish. I said, oh, really? They said, yeah, you use words in Spanish. One time, there was a lady, and she was foreign, overseas. Um, and she came, and she was not filled with the Holy Ghost. And she was visiting a church that I was at. And it was the guy's grandma, or mother, mother. And they spoke um, Turkish. And the lady went in the room and she said somebody in the room was speaking and she got things said to her. I was like, wow, that's pretty good, huh? Only one time I ever heard of that. But they're words. Then here, last year, I was praying and somebody came up to me and said, you were saying things in Spanish. Here's the four words I caught, or three, whatever words I caught you said in Spanish. I said, wow, really? They said, yeah. They said it was pure Spanish. She goes, not the whole thing, but some of it. So they're words, but they're unknown to me. I don't speak Spanish. I can't even speak English, praise be God, but it's working out. Look how good I'm doing. Praise the Lord. See that? You don't got to pass English. I should have told that Mrs. Quinn. She was, she, that was her name, Mrs. Quinn. I couldn't, I, I need to repent. I didn't like her. She made me read these books I didn't want to read. I was like, oh my God, this lady's wearing me out. See, I didn't need English. Look, I, how, you know what's funny? I failed English. I think I got out with a C. Yeah, I got out with a C and I speak for a living. How's that? That'll get you. God will take the foolish things of the world and confound the wise. I love it. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. So you're speaking unto God. He speaks mysteries. Praise the Lord. Now, why does he say in verse 3, he that prophesies edifies? Because you understand it. Prophecy is English. You can understand it. Or whatever nationality you speak. 14, 4. This is the best part of it. Because I'm going to show you something. For tonight. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. But he that prophesies edifies the church. See, when you prophesy in English or you speak prophetic words, they encourage the church. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Builds up. Now, this is what God told me because I'm going to run out of time. Okay? Now, if you go to, you go to 14, go to 14, 14. We're going, we'll probably start this series February. I'd almost bet you we're in this thing. Uh, I can guarantee you we're going to be in it. We'll revisit the champion. Let's just go for it. Or if I pray 
In unknown tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. That's what you got to get right there. That when I'm praying in unknown tongues, my spirit is becoming edified. Now, when you've been fasting, and some of you, this is Wednesday. You got to finish strong, man. Some of you, I told you this thing goes quick. That's why, like, when I'm taking the offering, I'm talking first fruit. That's why when I'm building this series, I'm like, make it your best life. Make it your best life. Take the time. Take the time. Spend the time. Spend the time. You're going to turn around. This thing's done. Can you believe it's It's Wednesday? You got Thursday, Friday night of worship, Friday night of worship, Saturday, Sunday. We got four days, and we're done. And then you got to, you know, just come on. Let's run the race. So this was the big thing. I said, God, why? I'm going to leave you with this. God, why? Why is there a benefit? Let them go to heaven. You know, I was being almost. Uh, um, sometimes what I do with this is I extreme it for me to teach it. So my conversation with God, I was like, all right, stop. Because I'm going to get, look, man. There's a lot. Okay. How come you don't see church going after this? Like, they're going to leave the Holy Spirit, like the tongues and the stuff. Why are they going to leave it over there? Because the minute you start bringing it up, you're going to have to face some stuff, man. I don't care. Because I ain't no pulpit puppet. Okay? Let's just leave it alone. Because you ain't bringing it up because it's going to rock the boat. But I think I want you to understand why. I don't want to come here and rock the boat. It's not my agenda. My agenda is to get you with God. I can't help you. So if I really love you for the sake of almost literally probably offending someone or challenging someone to the point, hear my heart, please, to the point where they're like, they might even question coming here. I, I know I can't help you. I could pray for you, but only he could pray it out of you. I can help you to a degree, is what I'm saying. So once I find my insufficiency, I've discovered your sufficiency is in him. So then I so then I spar it out. Well, God, just telling you how this works. I'm like, what's the big deal? They're gonna go to heaven. Do I gotta really push that hard? I, I'm telling me I talk to God. Like, he's like, Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm gonna start talking about it. Your church world needs it. I want to go get the world filled, but they're going to go to heaven. They're going to have this. I said, why, why, why do they got to do this? You tell me why. I know why, but I, I, I'm, I see, I'm getting that, that back and forth with God. So he just starts blasting me, man. I, do, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if you work with God like this, but I do. And I'm not, I'm not negative, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in here and say, get filled with the Holy Ghost. These guys are going to look at me. What's five minutes of rombangle, brengenge, brung going to do for my life? What are they leaving on the table if they don't? What's the big deal? Leave them alone. Let them go to heaven. They're saved. They're going to go to heaven. Why do we got to push this Holy Spirit life? And the Lord said, America, this is what he told me. This is the most depraved world we've ever seen. For the generation that we live in right now, me and you. You didn't see this hell-bent nonsense 30 years ago. And 30 years ago, the church was interceding greater than ever before. In tongues. America's demise 
is the Christian church's responsibility because we stepped out of the spirit and we stacked into this stinking practical Christianity, which is nonsense. For the earth to do the 180, the church has to take its spiritual platform, not some Christian agenda, its dominion platform in the spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. Why did the 70s look like it looked? We had the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost and the church was preaching it and the church was teaching it and the church was walking it and the church was talking it. We used to go to prayer and pray. We're opening this sanctuary once a month on Saturday for you to come and pray in the Holy Ghost. We're going to have a spiritual movement in relevant church, Chris Sarno Ministries, every partner connected. Why? Because God, see my sparring it out, got God to give me the answers. He's like, my church. Now listen, I don't talk bad about, I do a little bit. Sometimes I got to be careful. Like I'm like, but I, I'm, I, I say it with, um, I say it with words, but not the heart. I know the church is God's passion. It's his bride, man. But what I'm saying is, I'm shaking you because we're the church and I'm for the church. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I wasn't for the church. I'm saying this for you. The church has to get back. This is why we see this demonic. Have you ever seen a world worse than we live in today? I got. I was born in 1971. I am 52 years old. I have never seen a world worse than the world we're living in today. It's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. I'm just even talking morality. You want to know why? The church was holding back darkness and it's spiritual footprint was over the earth and we stood there and we prayed in the spirit and we did things like that and then you think well you know well you know praying in the spirit you got 500 people pastor chris if praying in the spirit was so good why do we not have let me tell you something i've been in a church where there was there was there was 100 people and they were praying and in, in, in standing in the gap we have spiritual responsibility that's one and then he said this he said, there was five areas or six areas. I wrote them down. He said, if my people do not pray in the spirit, I can't give them as much as I want to give them of the, of the attributes or the personalities of the Holy Spirit in their life. And I caught it. I said, so you're saying until they get filled, you can't help them to the degree you want to help them. He said, yes. I said, okay. So basically what you're saying is you can't counsel them. If they don't have the Holy Ghost praying in tongues, you can't counsel them at the next level of how well you want to counsel them. He said, yes. I said, I got it. I got it. I got it. I said, you can't, you can't be an advocate as much as you want. And an advocate is like a lawyer pleading your case. See, God wants to plead your case, but you don't know what it is. So until you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you're leaving. Now he's going to do these things for you. He's going to do them to a degree. But until you get filled with the Spirit and start praying, he can't advocate. You ever have somebody become your advocate? Man, whoo, man, I'll tell you what. I got, I got like a couple. I got one, two, three. I got three lawyers that are lawyer lawyers, like legit. And I probably got three other guys that are frustrated lawyers should get a degree. You know who I'm talking about, right? And I'm laughing and I'm going, man, whenever I got a legal thing, man, I got this thing hardwired. I don't even think about it. I got these guys advocating for me. Why? They just, hey, this is what you do. I go, okay, good. That's done. You know what I mean? It's nice, man. It, what? it gives me confidence. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, right? So check that out, right? So you're leaving that behind. What else? I can't intercede 
for you. That's Romans 8, 26. Don't go there. We'll talk about this next week. You know what I'm saying, guys. Not as much as he wants to. And he can't what? He can't strengthen me. You're leaving something behind and getting the strength. So without the Holy Ghost, you're leaving these things behind. How about this? Six, he can't stand by you. Now listen, does that mean God doesn't know what I'm saying? He can do more of it because you're praying prayers that are perfect. I might need strength tomorrow and not know it and I just get into tomorrow and it feels like tomorrow just smacks me in the head. But if today I knew I needed strength, wouldn't I pray? God, thank you for strengthening me tomorrow. I know I'm going to be facing some great challenges. A little extra strength will help me. But guess what? The Holy Spirit does. So today I might just be walking the dog and go for five minutes and God in those prayers that are perfect prayers say, hey, you better strengthen Pastor Chris because tomorrow he's going to face a battle. He knows nothing about. That's what we're leaving on the table until we start praying in the Spirit. So I don't want to freak out or get you scared or go, oh my God, but this is never a waste of time. So I don't care if we take a couple minutes a day to stow ourselves up. We're going to get better at growing in the grace of praying and we're not going to miss as much stuff as God is trying to be. He's going to be your helper. He's going to be your strengthener. But until we yield, here's areas of praying that only he can connect you to. We're going to talk about it because I'm going to say this. The benefits far outweigh the, the price it's going to cost you to pray. Don't leave it on the table. Grow in this faith. Grow in this place. And I promise you, your life's never going to be the same. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for these guys. I thank you that the Holy Spirit's taking an even deeper position in their life I thank you that the Holy Spirit is moving supernaturally greater than ever before. And I thank you that the Holy Spirit is leading, guiding, helping, and providing for them in every area, God. Let them see and let them know greater than ever before in Jesus' mighty name. Man, guys, I'm so excited. Don't forget, make plans. I know the announcements are coming. Friday night, be in a sanctuary for the night of worship. It's going to be awesome. And Sunday, 9 and 1030. Oh, my God, I'm psyched. Come on. It's going to be Supernatural Sunday. We prayed. We fasted. We're getting ready to bring our sacrificial offering. We're bringing our gift to God, our first fruit gift, Sunday morning, 9 and 1030. Get in the house of God and see God move supernatural. I love you. Finish strong. And we're going to see you Friday night, Sunday morning. It's going to be your supernatural season of great success. I love you. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.